Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Snap, ball down, the kick is up, and it's no good. He missed it, wide to the right. Dave Pash on the call on 98.7 FM. Welcome into Cardinals Corner. I'd love to be all happy and I'd love to be all woohoo, rally the troops. But to be honest, that was a tough ending. The Arizona Cardinals lose their week five game to the undefeated still Philadelphia Eagles 20 to 17. On the other line with me live from the game, he was there in person in the flesh. It's Arizona Sports only Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. This is Cardinals Corner. I am Eric Ruby. We're here after every game. And Tyler, this one, well, it ended a little bit tough. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's just, yeah, that that last uh, that last kick's going to be in the minds of a lot of, uh, lot of us. But at the same time, I do have to say, at least they put together a more complete game at home. At, look, I don't know if you could say. I don't know if you could say you a can. more complete game. Um, the, the first quarter was still awful, tough, terrible, still awful. tough. The, the, the slow starts continued. No, no team's better at it than them. They got it. Yeah. So just, just rough. I mean, just it's just one of those things where it's again, and nobody has an answer. Not one person has an answer. We've asked, I think, five or six guys after the game. Not one person had an answer. If they had the answer, they they said they'd be millionaires or, or they, they they would fix it. Hey, so. hey, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they, are. Say, they are. They are. That's really. their job. That's I hate it. I hate it when they ask, well, we're waiting like we're taking suggestions. I think I think Ertz said that and, and we'll get to some Ertz sound later. But I think he was like, you know, like I'm taking suggestions. Somebody said, Oh, we're taking suggestions. And it's it's always kind of like a joke between teams that are struggling with something and the reporters. But at the same time, Tyler, your job is to report on the team. Yep. Right? You yep. get paid to report on the team. So what do you do weekly? You work hard to what? To cover the team. To, to cover the team. Right. It's your job. So head football coaches and football players, you are given again around 7 days to fully prepare yourself as a professional at the highest of high levels to win a football game to correct your mistakes of the past. So I don't like the, oh, well, you know, we're, we don't have an answer. Isn't that what you're paid to do? Oh, yep. we, we don't know why we're struggling at home. Mm. Well, this isn't normal. This isn't something every team deals with. They, it will now, it will officially be a year, right? It's not a, fee, not a year today, but by the time they have the chance to win a home game again, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, 365 days are going to go past that ticker. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I don't know exact days, but I think we're right. We're right about there already. And I think in ten ten days or something like that, we got they've got another home game. So that's what uh, at least yeah, that's what Ertz was saying post game. So it's it's close. It's definitely close. And yeah, it's it's about to be a calendar year, which is just those are that's a streak that you cannot. You're never going to be a good team if that's a streak you're living with. And they played like a somewhat good team today. The defense, once again, once again, the defense has become not even the unsung hero at this point. They're the sung heroes. Everybody's noticing them. Everybody's like, oh, wait, Zach Allen? That guy is really good. Byron Murphy Jr., that guy's really good. I thought Bickley said it perfectly. It's it's, uh, in his column on ArizonaSports.com, it's, you know, 
we've always we've been talking about how this defense is overachieving. I don't think it's overachieving anymore. I think this is what this defense can be. They're good. I mean, Zach Allen, Zach Allen is a beast right now. I mean, it's death taxes and Zach Allen getting a pass deflection in a game right now. Like that's that's just what it's coming down to, and he's so good, man. He is so good. He's taking that next step. Like he really took the off season strong, like really really hard. On top of picking the brain of JJ Watt constantly, you can tell that those guys are gelling together, and he's really really coming into form. But yeah, you just the offense is just putrid to start. It's ridiculous. And I I don't even know if I, I don't know if I want to go back to the beginning of the game or if I want to kind of focus in more on what is the biggest social media topic and question surrounding this game, which is Kyler sliding and not getting the first down, but thinking he got the first down, and, and we're going to get yeah. to that next. The one last thing I want to say about Zach Allen is that all last year, all I heard was, you know, Zach Allen's got to get it together. It's his body. You know, he we, we see this great potential in him, and I didn't disagree with it, but I was like, okay, show me. Like, show me, and I'm sure the Cardinals were like that too. They were like, show me. Go out, go out and we'll, we'll pay you. And guess what he's doing? Oh, he's, he's showing, showing them. He's showing them. And Byron Murphy Byron Murphy Jr. and uh, Jalen Thompson, who thankfully Jalen Thompson is okay, who got the wind knocked out of him near the end of the game. Yep. yep. All of those guys, and I said it in my rapid reaction, which you can find on ArizonaSports.com with, like Tyler said, Dan Bickley's work, and like I'm saying, Tyler's work always because he covers the Cardinals incredibly for you, not just for Cardinals Corner, what you're listening to, but for ArizonaSports.com for free, by the way. You're, you're not going to have to go through a paywall. You're not going to have to go through all these little loops and steps. You go on, you want to read. Baby. It's free, baby. You, you want to read Tyler Drake's work, which I know you you do for free on ArizonaSports.com. Dan Bickley's work for free on ArizonaSports.com. It's honestly mind-blowing that it's still for free. But any, I, I, I digress. I digress. It, it, what I'm Great saying point. is that th- last year, Zach Allen was hyped up. He lived up to the hype. Now there's a lot of other young playmakers on defense. Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy Jr. That can go along with a veteran like Buda Baker, a veteran like J.J. Watt. And this... If they're all locked up, which a lot of a lot of them are, one one we're still waiting. This could be the new young core of Cardinals defenders. Obviously, injuries can change things drastically and quickly, but if they can all produce relatively around this level, that can be the core. And we haven't talked about the two first round picks yet, but we will. But that's not the big story now. The the big story. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tyler. Real quick on Allen, yeah, but I mean, really, man, he's he's setting himself up to to you know he has that. I think a lot of people don't like his sack dance, but at one point he's going to start doing the money dance because he's going to deserve an extension. He might. Not you had to get that one in. You had to get yeah. that. Well, you 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 you've had that one brewing. That one's in the Twitter drafts, isn't it? That one's in the Twitter oh, that drafts. One, that one was tweeted, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, I usually catch every Tyler Drake tweet like it's a brand new drop of like the latest shoes or the latest sneakers. Oh, so I'm su- I'm surprised I missed that. It must have been when I was driving or something. But you're right. They they need to pay Zach Allen. That's kind of a uh, not even a future outlook thing. That's a right now thing. They they should be doing that. They should be working on that, especially the way he's played the last couple games. But let's set the scene for the end of this one. Cardinals, yeah, like you said, a slow start, but they have played an all-round complete game since that slow start. Defense has stepped up. They've contained the Eagles basically better than anybody had this entire season. The offense was doing okay. Kyler had some overthrows. Kyler had a pick. Kyler had some underthrows. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't the worst we've seen all season. The Eagles 
kick a field goal. They go up 20 to 17, and Arizona has a chance to drive down the field. It's a 10-play, 50-yard drive to set up a 43-yard field goal. But before that 43-yard field goal is by far the most controversial play. Kyler Murray, scrambling, going for the first down, he slides. Now, immediately after, Kyler spikes the ball. But there's some confusion. Is it first down? Is it not first down? Well, this is what Kyler Murray thought when he initially slid near the first down marker. After the play, um, everybody's screaming clock, you know, in my ear. So, assuming, yeah, I had the first down. Okay. So, he's assuming they have the first down. Cliff is also assuming that they got the first down. Here's Kingsbury after the game. I was right there. Um, thought he was clearly passed and they, they brought it back um, and by that time we committed to, to clocking it 22 seconds left you ran it there didn't get it we have a hurricane field with a new kicker um, so it was just past the point in overtime okay I say all that to set this up for you Tyler lots of criticism a lot of criticism War- yep. warranted unwarranted you were there talking to them afterwards what kind of goes into a situation like that yeah, I mean the thing is, it's you, you would think you'd have somebody there to to look at that, but at the same time, like Cliff said, I mean they were going. I mean they had to go straight back to the line. They had to get going. So in the heat of the moment, yeah, that could happen. I mean, even Zach Ertz said after the game, like the refs aren't telling them what it is. Like they're not doing anything like that. So I mean, it comes down to them at the end of the day. And Cliff said it's a coaching call more than a a quarterback call. So he took the blame away from Kyler. It's just one of those things where it's like against a team like the Eagles, they can't have that many mistakes. And that was like the third or fourth mistake that really, that was the last, that was the nail in the coffin because there was two other instances where I saw that there could have been touchdowns that they just couldn't get done. Yeah, there was a couple plays. rough, man. There was a couple plays where they got in their own way, and there was a couple plays where there was just missed plays. And this this team, the Cardinals, like, look, the Eagles did a good job of, you know, moving the ball down in chunks, but the Cardinals were able to pull out stops, and they they were able to put up some points. This wasn't a high-scoring game, 20-17, to but they, they held in there. They had a chance against an undefeated team in the NFL, the only one left. Again, the Cardinals didn't have a single question asked about them in the press conference to the Eagles this week, okay? They're not exactly the team that everybody's going in expecting the Eagles to have a tough time with. And they give them a tough time. And they drive all the way down the field. Ten plays, 50 yards. Kyler slides, spikes it, goes from third down to fourth down. They thought they got the first. That sets up Matt Amendola. Not Matt Prater. Matt Amendola. Amendola puts the kick up. This is what was going through Amendola's head when the kick was in the air. Yeah, so I mean, it's like golf. Sometimes you uh, you might slice the ball just ever so slightly. Um, but again, it, like I said, I felt it off my foot. It's just something that obviously I'm not going to get back. But you know, I'm only going to keep pushing, go forward. Okay, look. This guy is obviously not one of the best of the best kickers in the NFL, right? There's a reason why he wasn't a starter before this. But Tyler, this wasn't really the big story with Matt Amendola postgame. There was a video that has gone viral, and I'm not going to play the audio here because, quite frankly, I don't want to bleep all of it out. And we get thrown off the air. Yeah. I was kind of shocked to see that Justin Pugh 
inserted himself into the scrum, and I'll let you kind of explain what happened, and I'm going to give you the floor to kind of address it, because in a way, Pew was kind of coming after not just you, but you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, very interesting. You know, obviously, here's the thing. Kicker, game-tying field goal, make or miss, you're going to want to talk to the guy after the game. So, like... Every game, we went and, uh, you know, hung around, talked to a couple people, and then we're like, hey, let's go talk to the kicker. Finally go talk to the kicker and, you know, just asking him how he's doing and, and, you know, what he felt like after the game and and just the kick in general, if the hold was good, the snap went off well, like all that. And as as he's talking to us, giving us all the answers, you know, Justin shows up out of nowhere and, you know, really starts, uh, you know, backing up his teammates which is great. Love that. Awesome. Back up your teammate, brand new teammate, basically. That's great. Camaraderie's there. The part that I wasn't really, really, really uh, <laughs> wasn't feeling too great on was the fact that Pew had to call out the media for waiting there to talk to Amendola, which we waited for him to get off his phone and everything. We were very courteous, I will say. But it was just one of those things where we were the reason and we shouldn't be doing that. It's not just one play. It's multiple plays. And obviously, yeah, and that's why we talked to multiple other people about other plays. But at the end of the day, that's the one that everybody's going to be talking about. And it's our job as reporters to talk to the guy that, you know, dictated the end result of the game, which that was Madden Amendola in the moment. So as much as I loved that Justin Pugh backed his guys up, you know, it was kind of a, a, a weird shot at the media for – Really, I think just because he was frustrated with the loss and wanted to take it out on somebody. So I would just say, you know, just like football, like you said earlier, football players got a job, reporters got a job. And and, and like I said, if he would have hit the field goal, we would have talked to him too. So yep. easily. That was kind of, uh, that. that's kind of where I'm at on that. Just the fact that he had to, you know, come out and yeah, he, like uh, Kent Summers tweeted it out and said he chastised the media. And I'll be honest, it was aggressive. It, it, it was like, like it, it was out of nowhere. I, I mean, look, I I think that if you asked Justin Pugh if if it was chastising, he should agree because, look, I, I'm with you. I'm all for standing up for your teammate, standing up for your new teammate, standing up for your teammate who made a crucial mistake when his one job was to do the thing that he couldn't do. Get yep. it? I'm with it. I'm on it. To be honest with you. I would do the same thing. But Justin Pugh, you've been around for a minute. You ain't a rookie. You know what's going on here. You are professional football players. Hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars go into your bank account to play this game. Yep. This game has the good and the bad, Tyler. Does it not? And you guys are there rain or shine. And you have to address it no matter what. You play the game. This isn't this is a this is part of the game. Sorry. And you guys are coming out there for his throat. Like, I know you guys. I know the questions that you guys ask. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is we were, I mean, we waited for him. We asked if he could talk. He said, yeah, give me a minute. We waited for him to get off his phone. Like, it wasn't like, hey, man, you sucked. Tell us why, why you sucked. It was yeah. like, hey, man, what's going on? What happened? You know, how are you feeling? What, how are the teammates treating you? Blah, 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 blah. Like, it was nothing malicious, anything like that. So it just... It seemed like with how he responded to us, it was almost like we were calling him out. But really, at the end of the day, we're just trying to get the facts so we could write our stories like everybody else does in the NFL. So, and it didn't look like it didn't look like Amendola like. I'm not going to say he didn't appreciate it, 
but it didn't look like he was oh thank thank gosh Justin Pugh is here coming to my to my rescue like dude yeah. th- what this is your first you you have not been on the team for more than 7 days you just cost this team a chance to win not the win it would have been a tie let's be clear here he yes he cost them the game but he didn't cost them the win yeah but big opponent top of the nfc you're with a new team and they showed a montage of this man missing kicks wide right uh, over and over and over again on the tv broadcast tyler to the point where it was like oh oh no like i knew what was gonna happen before it happened okay i was kind of laughing to myself because i'm like he's like what he missed all these wide right he's gonna miss this wide right he did he's gonna expect to talk to the media this is what happens okay this is reality. You messed up. You were paid to do a job, but you couldn't do it. And Justin Pugh, you could stick your head in there and say, hey, we're all behind this guy. Uh, you know, it's a high-pressure situation, and we're going to come back there. We're going to regroup, and we're going to come next week, and you, whatever, right? Classic athletes speak that they all do so well. So well. Yep. I just, I, I know that you're... Not the happiest about it. I know that no, none of you guys are not are going to lose sleep tonight over it. But it's just one of those things where you can kind of see the frustration leaking out, and it's a little bit concerning if if you have hopes and you have expectations for this team long term, these standards that we're supposed to be holding to them. And there was a little bit of a miscommunication when it came to the standards that maybe the team is holding themselves to. Now, Tyler, you alerted. Me to this cut when we were on our phone planning out this podcast beforehand. Were you? You guys were in there, and and you guys were next to Zach Ertz and asking him some questions. And I would kind of like you to to present the question to this answer, full context, full transparency, exactly what happened. And then we're going to play the answer, and we're going to respond to it appropriately. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. <clears throat> so yeah. So basically, uh, we're sitting there talking to Zach Ertz. Uh, talking about the game, talking about the offense, where they're struggling. Uh, and actually, I believe it was Jody Jackson that asked the question. It was, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury had spoken about how through the first four games, Cardinals were kind of feeling things out offensively and trying to figure things out that way and really getting to know who they are. Just from, That was from what I took from what Cliff said. So Jody posed that qu- question to Zach, and then Zach answered it as follows it doesn't feel from a player's standpoint that we're feeling out i know from the outside it's probably easy to say that or someone could say that just because we haven't scored points but we're attacking the plays to the best of our abilities it's not like we're we're not watching enough film study we don't know what the defense is going to do um obviously defenses play k1 a little different than other teams um but at the same time, we're going out there to play to the best of our abilities each and every snap. And I can promise from a personal standpoint, I've never gone out there trying to feel how a DN is going to play. I feel confident in my film study throughout the week to know exactly how they're going to play. And if they make an adjustment, then I'll adjust from there. But I'm going out there swinging from the first snap. And if they adjust, I'll adjust. Okay. He, I don't think, realized, and maybe he did, but I don't think he realized that when Jody asked the question, she said that Cliff said it. Yeah, that's what I took it as. And he said, I know it can seem like from the outside we're still feeling it out. Hey, look, look, that's a common mistake. There's no need to get on Earth for that. No, that's not even what I'm worried about with this quote. That is not what I'm focusing on at all. It's the fact that a veteran, important, integral key to this team 
is not on the same page as the head coach. The head coach is coming out. Cliff Kingsbury is coming out and saying, feeling like we're feeling stuff out. More or less, that's not an exact quote from him. I'm summarizing it up. Tyler, again, you were there. Is that, is that an accurate assessment of his answer? Yeah, and that wasn't even from tonight. That was from that was from a practice day. So I mean, that was that was days ago. Right. But yeah, I, d- I, mean, I don't. I don't part, like. That's... I don't like that they're not on the same page. Like th- yeah, again, yeah, and that's that's the type of urge, the, the type of answer that Ertz gave. The I go out and I give it my hundred percent. To be honest with you, that's the right answer. That's yeah, the right yeah. answer. And, and and for a player, I don't think and and a player with the amount of pride and the amount of ability that a guy like Zach Ertz has isn't going to say, yeah, we're feeling things out. Of course he's going to say we're giving it up. But why would the coach say that? You know, I think for me, I think it's because they don't have an answer for the slow starts. So maybe maybe it's like, yeah, we're just feeling things out. Yeah, but, it's, it's at this point, man. There's just there's nothing. It's just non answers, non answers. How? But look, okay, look, okay. Yes, I understand they don't have an answer. I understand that that honestly, we don't have an answer. But I can promise you this: there are other NFL coaches, there are other NFL organizations, there are other NFL staffs. That if given the same set of circumstance, I don't believe would have the same problems. And the reason why I can say that is because they're the only team that is struggling like this. This is a them problem. This is yeah. not an Arizona Cardinals are part of this trend problem. This is them. Point blank, period. No running from it. No trying to move it off. No trying to move the blame. It's on the opponents. It's a bad streak. We're just getting it together. No. This this is a you problem. And I feel like there needs to be some demanding of, of answers. The, you, you, are, you are a professional and you are paid to have the answers. It is not okay for you to show up week in, week out. Your team has been healthy, it's been not healthy, whatever. But no matter what deck of cards they've been given, they have not played well with them. Right? Yep. You don't yep. have you don't have your ace. You don't have Rondale Moore in your deck, right? You bring them back, well, then what? Then what? Yeah. Then yeah. what? Do you use them right? Then you barely. No, you, barely you don't use throw them right. over the line of scrimmage until the second half. No, you 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 use them in the way that you said over the the summer. You said over the summer how you're not going to use him for the second straight game. That's how you used him with the yeah. slight sprinkling of something new. And then he he blamed it on. Uh, Rondell's confidence. Yeah, no, no. Rondell looks fine. He juked. Yeah. He juked somebody out of their shoes. I forget who it was, but it was yeah. one on one of those short little. Okay, dump it off to him. Hope he can run through the line after they got through. And he yep. he, he jukes up like he looked good. And I I didn't I didn't really like that answer from him either. I look the coaching part of Rondell Moore, his routes. It's something that it's not just an Arizona thing. It's not just a Cardinals reporter thing. It's not just a Cardinals fan thing. It's national. I mean, Mina Kimes is out here being like, oh, my gosh, Rondell Moore ran a vertical route like that's not a minor thing. I'm pretty sure he had three touches for negative four yards oh early on in the game. Like it's just he's he gets more negative yards than positive yards. It I feels d- like. I'm trying not to get angry right now because <laughs> I, I'm like there has to be a reason. But Tyler, there's not a reason. There's not, and it's not like they have the deep threats that they're going to all the time. That they only have to use Rondale more like that, like they had last season. There's no Christian Kirk out there right now. There's no DeAndre Hopkins out there right now. Marquise Hollywood Brown, tip my cap to you, worth 
the trade worth the first round pick. Oh, yeah. Without, without Brown, without Brown, this team has not won a football game. Yep. Point, point blank, period. Uh, point blank, period. Yeah. Yep. He is, at times, him and Kyler have been the sole, the sole thing keeping this offense afloat at times. But there were yep. a couple other things this game. Who do you want to talk about first? Tyler, some of the smaller names, the non-Marquis Hollywood Brown, the non-Kyler Murray, the non-Zach Ertz. On the offensive side, there's a couple standouts I have in mind. I'm sure that you've got one on the tip of your tongue as well. Uh, I would just have to say Eno. I there think, it is. Uh, Eno's the guy. Uh, just the running back room, for having five running backs on the roster, they only had one healthy at the end of the game. and. Obviously, Keontae Ingram was a healthy scratch, but Jonathan Ward, James Conner, and uh, Darrell Williams all dealt with injuries in this game, and that left Eno Benjamin as the uh, the main benefactor from that. And I thought he played well in that in that role. I thought he was solid in the passing game, solid in the running game, and gave them another element. And I, as much as I think James Conner is the guy for this team, especially like twenty yards in, they need to get Eno the ball more or at least yeah. Sarah Williams they, this team again a broken record every week this team's at its best when it can get multiple running backs in the game including Kyler Kyler didn't run that much either but I think Eno did really well at, at uh, you know taking that workload and here's the thing too Cliff said after the game that he was dealing with cramps for that whole second half so not only did he put up some good numbers or just look good out there he uh, also was doing it not feeling 100% so you've got to you got to tip the cap to him for sure for stepping in and and really not having this offense miss a beat despite having really nobody in the backfield. Yeah, Eno was incredible. Again, Cardinals lose at home yet again, this time to the still undefeated Eagles, 20-17. to You're listening to Cardinals Corner. We're here after every single Cardinals game. The guy on the phone, his name is Tyler Drake. The reason why he's on the phone is because he was at the game, and he's boots on the ground Tyler, so he's reporting in. I'm in the studio. I'm 98.7 FM's Eric Ruby, but that's not important. What is important is that there were some other players who stepped up also on the defense. I'm going to give you two names that always fall under the same conversation. You can choose where to go first. Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins? Uh, let's go Isaiah. That's the right choice. Good game. Yeah. Good, yeah. solid game from Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's slowly, and, and not only that, man, he's laying some hits. That, Big ones. That's what really stood out to me. Like He put on that Hunter Renfro hit like four or five times this game. Uh, I can't. I think it was Devonte Smith. Devonta Smith just got rocked a couple times. It, it was more than just Simmons, but he was one guy that just got. He's probably in the ice bath still because that guy had a rough one. Yeah, Simmons was laying dudes out. He's going for that big hit potential, and he played a lot more today. He, I believe, he got tied for his second most solo tackles in a game with eight in his career, and I believe he had the most assisted or total tackles with 13 that he's ever had in a single game in his career, and and Isaiah had a really solid season last year, and obviously he's been up and down. Would you think that now his play should have him, it's so weird to say, but more established in playing time and snap counts going forward, right? This has to. Uh, well, I don't even think it's that. I think it's the fact that Nick Vigil's on the IR. and That also. At least four games. So that right there, as much as I want to say, yeah, Simmons is playing more because he's shown that he could play more and, and not, and that's what Vance Joseph has said and, and Cliff has said. I think it's also a big factor is the fact that Nick Vigil is not in there to take some of those snaps. I mean, Ben Neiman was in there a little bit more today, but yeah, for the most part, it was Isaiah and Zabin in there. 
And I, I mean, Zaven, I think, is becoming one of those guys. You can kind of just check him in for a solid game. I, I'm not really saying yep, that, yep. you know, Zaven's going to come out here and he's going to turn the tide every single play. But I, I will say, just on a snap to snap basis, I'm noticing Zaven Collins a lot less. And which not is in a the good thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a good thing. He's not going yeah. out there. He's not making you know these huge plays like let's say a Zach Allen would or or whatever. He's he's maybe he he didn't almost have a, a not a pick six, but the the Hertz was sacked and he threw the ball on the ground and Collins picked it up, ran it in the end zone. But it was obviously a forward pass that hit the ground. But he's he's got a couple moments a game, but he's just solid. He plugs that up, and Simmons is becoming that big hit guy. But they weren't even mentioned in the defensive core that I was talking about at the beginning. Tyler, this yeah. defense, I, it's shaping up to be a lot better, Antonio. Hamilton returned from the IR, which we've got to talk some injuries at, in a little bit there because yeah, we have a lot sure. to cover with that as well. But this defense, man, I mean, does that give you more hope for the down-the-stretch DeAndre Hopkins added to this team because... You know the the floor of the offense is definitely going to be raised when Hopkins is in. It doesn't. We don't know by how much, but it will be raised. If this defense can perform like this on a weekly basis, I'm a lot more confident in this team than I was the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I think we just have to look at last year, the beginning of the year when Hopkins was there. I mean, he wasn't doing a hundred yards. He wasn't having hundred yards a game. He wasn't having fifteen catches a game. I mean, that's astronomical but like he wasn't doing that he was getting touchdowns left and right and I think that's really what it comes down to and and I just think having him paired with that I mean the momentum right now on that defensive side is there now it's about the offense trying to catch up and I think yeah it's still a couple weeks away but as soon as DeAndre gets back I, I it's hey it's, 11 days it's, it's crazy to say but you know they literally have been treading water since for these weeks until Hopkins comes back. Like at the end of the day, that that just what it feels to me. It, yeah, this it, there's there's not enough. Th- not enough things have changed on this offense to where it says, oh, yeah, they, they went in and knew that Hopkins wasn't going to be here and they actually went in and fixed it. No, I don't think they fixed it. I think they're getting away with things. But at the end of the day, they're still keeping it the same way it's going to be when Hopkins shows up. So That's a great way I, to put it. That, they're they're getting away with it. Absolutely. Yeah, and the defense is, and the defense is allowing that. So as, when Hopkins comes back, it's, it should not be crazy to expect this defense to stay where it's at while this offense actually stays on the field and produces more right away. So it's, that's a perfect storm. It sounds crazy to say it right now after what we just watched, but there is a lot of possibility, especially with Hollywood Brown being so good right now. Him and DeAndre on either side, I mean, that's a problem for any kind of opposing cornerback, any kind of secondary. So it's just going to have to be, I mean, it's, it's, we've already talked about it for months. Cliff's got to make this offense work for everybody, and and it's really going to have to work for not only Hopkins, because it can't just be Hopkins anymore. It has to be Brown. We've seen the connection. They can't just go away from Brown and go back to the Hopkins normal workload. Well, they shouldn't. They have to make they should, it work. If they do that, if if DeAndre Hopkins comes back as good as he is and they just completely abandon the other weapons they have and overfeed it to him, I'm going to be so angry. Because you had so long you had so long to figure out your schemes. You have so long to figure out how to use everybody without D-Hop. And then D-Hop, you can just plug him in. You just put him over there and everybody's yep. going to be looking at him. And then you do the yep. same thing that you did without him. Yep. It's not that hard. Nope. Okay, I'm getting mad yeah. about stuff before it even happens. Um, Eleven days until D Hop comes back, Tyler. It's it's not that far away. Okay. It's a Thursday night game, and it's two he weeks was, away. I mean, he was 
and he was back in the uh, training facility this week. He's yeah. allowed to be back. He's allowed to be back uh, after he serves half of the suspension. So he was back in the locker room. He was, you know, using the facility. He still can't be out of practice, but he can do other things that he would normally be able to do. So, uh, you know, he can meet individually with Cliff Kingsbury, meet with the wide receivers coach, Sean Jefferson. So he's back. Uh, sounds like he's given the guys a lot of juice. Sounds like he's ready to get back. Seems like he's on edge. Chris said, or Chris, Cliff said he had, he had a, uh, he thinks that Hopkins has a better appreciation for missing last, the, you know, the end of last year and missing the first six games this year. So we'll see. I mean, he says he has an edge. So when he comes back week seven, I mean, here's the thing. I guarantee you they dial him up for a touchdown the, as soon as they have the ball. I mean, Hopkins is Hopkins oh, yeah. is with the ball right away. If I'm a DB, a deep shot. If I'm a DB, I'm jumping his route with first possession out there. Easy pick. Easy pick. Yeah, uh, because you uh, Tyler, I hate to gonna want the ball. Tyler, I hate to break it to you. You just ruined all your credibility. All of it. Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris Kingsbury. Chris Kingsbury is the fake name they give Santa Claus in a movie about him. Yeah, that's Chris what I was Kingsbury. Hey, it did look like it was Christmas at State Farm today. So, ah, oh, the green and the red, and uh, somebody, and the Eagles chant was very loud, very loud. I mean, they had reasons to chant, especially especially off the bat. I mean, they ran on this team in the first in the first quarter, man. I mean, Hurts basically getting carried into the end zone. Eagles fans had a reason. To, to cheer for this one. I, I they they snuck away. They've played a lot of teams close. I think the Eagles are not I don't know if they're the juggernaut that everybody's making them out to be. I think they're a really good football team. Uh but I think they have some pretty obvious weaknesses that can be exploited. Just the right teams haven't exploited them. And the Cardinals didn't. And they had a chance and they did in spurts, but they got in their own way yet again. You know, they they gave it into the legs, or about to say the hands, but the legs of their backup kicker. And now they're yep. sitting there here at two and three. And going forward, you have to imagine a theme for the rest of the season with this team is still going to be injuries. Because there was a lot this game, Tyler. Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson didn't play. Nope. He didn't play. And Antoine Wesley, who returned to practice this week with Antonio Hamilton, with Colt McCoy, he had a setback. And not only will be out this week, but we haven't heard anything for sure, but it's probably not looking good for a quick and speedy return for Wesley. No, at least not by the time Hopkins comes back. And that was, I mean, that was really Wesley's prime opportunity to really make an impact early on. And, and it's just, it sucks for him because he did take a, he, he took a corner or took a step in training camp for sure. In my eyes, he just seemed like he was a better football player all around. And, you know, it's, that's one of those injuries that sucks that you, that just really sucks to, uh, have happened to a guy that, you know, was trending up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Interesting to see what happens to Rodney. I think he should be, I would say he's going to be okay this week, but at the same time, who knows? And another guy, Richard Lawrence, I mean, the guy still has a cast on his arm, and I don't know why he wasn't on the IR. Yeah, earlier, that so. I don't. I, I see him on the injury report. It just made no sense. And there was there was a couple other roster moves this week, Tyler. I think we might as well get into them now. Andy Isabella, the era in Arizona is over. He was released by the team, and a kind of more surprising one: tight end Max Williams. Your thought on both of these? Yeah, Andy Isabella. That one was in the writing. 
it was, uh, yeah, that was, writing was on the wall for that one. He didn't hardly play at all, had, there was injuries to the wide receiver room where he could have stepped up and done something and he didn't, and they don't really feel like they wanted to go with him. So that was, uh, yeah, you just got to take, uh, take all the negative from using his second round pick on him and move on, I guess. But And yeah, a loaded not... wide receiver draft too. Oh, loaded. Yeah. They loaded. whiffed on all three, all three of them, all yep. three of them. I thought the Keyshawn, I thought the Keyshawn one was the best one out of the all out of the trio too. So that one, uh, yeah. So Andy, Andy really, yeah. That's what it is. Andy didn't, ha- he couldn't find his niche as uh, GM Steve kind of told uh, Burns and Gambo. So oh, dude. I, okay, you know what? I, I'm honest, honestly, right now, honestly, right now, I'm I'm gonna go on the fly and I'm gonna find the Burns and Gambo cut from this week because Kime basically acknowledge the team's mistakes when it came to not just drafting Andy Isabella, but kind of in general. Here's an abbreviated yep. version of what Kime said on with Burns and Gambo on Friday uh, after earlier in the week the team had released Andy Isabella. You have to acknowledge mistakes. Sometimes we grasp and get excited about potential and projections instead of realizing that guys are highly productive, good football players at the time. To me, it just reminds you in the scouting department and in our coaching evaluations to make sure that we concentrate on guys who can actually play on Sundays, not just run fast 40s. And I got to say, those huge, those huge. dings in the background, those are not on us. Do not blame Cardinals Corner for those. Those were in the soundbite. But yeah, it, I mean, he came out and he he admitted, hey, sometimes we we get a little little too focused on the numbers, a little too excited about the measurables, and, and maybe we should focus on drafting guys who are good at football. And then he mentioned Debo Samuel as you know one of those prototype guys that are just good at football. It's like, you know what, Steve? I think that's a great idea. I, yep. I think that's what you should definitely do going forward. Not, Cardinals, yep. Cardinals fans, not happy. Not happy no. when they heard that one. At least, then, he, and- at least he admitted it. And, and 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 Cardinals fans not very happy with the next guy with Max Williams getting released. I mean, no, that, that but the, he'll be back. Yeah, that that's the. But I mean, that's just that's a. It's two things. Uh, and Steve Kime even said it, and I felt like this kind of before we heard from him is that you know he's still struggled to get on the field. On top of it, seems like Trey McBride is coming on. And that's exactly what Steve Kime said. I mean, uh, on top of his knee issue, it sounds like Max Williams is also dealing with an ankle issue. And like I just said, he uh, Kime said the rookie's coming on. So with that, they felt like they could cut him. And, and at the same time, I think he's still going to make it back. He'll be uh, back. Might be, a, might be a practice squad guy. But uh, I think they want to keep him around. I think they love him. And, you know, Steve Kime spoke really highly oh, of him. they love him. He just tweeted something out about the Justin Pugh thing and how much he loves that. So oh, you can he? tell he's still very no, much did he? He did, but I, it was more so about the sentiment of backing the teammate up, not so much about the media. Okay. So uh, I got to give him props for that. And, you know, it's just you can tell he, he's a good teammate. Uh, oh, I, I thought you said – I, I, I thought you were talking that Steve Kime did it. No, 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 no. I was no, like, no. I was Max like, Williams I didn't even know he had a Twitter. What? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't think Max Williams' uh, time in the desert is over. I think he's still got some some juice left here. It's just kind of seeing how that's all going to work with the roster gymnastics and really everything else. Because yeah, there's there's stuff to consider on this roster. If Max Williams is not back on the practice squad at minimum one more time this regular season, I'll buy the entire state of Arizona lunch. Like it's I mean, you could go to another team. 
Nah, he'll, he'll be back here. He'll he'll be back here. I, I mean, the way that Kime was talking about that dude on Burns and Gambo, I mean glowing. Just glowing. And he, he had some productive moments on the field last year. I think he's a worthy guy to keep on your roster for more than oh, just... Oh, he's a great blocker. For more than just the vibes. You know, he, he can get down and dirty. There, I mean, going into the season before the injuries, he was talked about as a main a main part of this team, as the, the complement to Trey McBride and Zach Ertz's catching was Max Williams blocking and everybody during the week was kind of like oh why'd they do that but you're right they weren't getting anything out of him he he was injured and some people are worried about the running back room like we mentioned you know benjamin was the last man standing going forward tyler how serious do you think these running back injuries are uh yeah you know the biggest update i can give you is the one on james connor he was dealing with a ribs uh issue and uh cliff after the game said that they're still evaluating they want to be cautious with them but it's a rib area injury so that's going to be something to watch you know you can play through cracked ribs i I don't know if they're cracked but you can play through the rib injuries most of the time but uh, dial up the chargers team doctor Oh, don't dial up the Chargers team, doctor. No, we sir. Taylor, we do not need a Tyrod, a Tyrod Taylor uh, redo. But yeah, uh, that so that'll be something to monitor in the next couple of days. And then also with you know Jonathan Ward and Daryl Williams, those are two guys that are going to need to be watched too. And he, I mean, here's the thing: luckily they have Keontae Ingram because if something were to happen, he can be the next guy if they needed him to. So the one time that everybody, uh, I think this is the one time. Everybody can cool it on. Why did they keep five running backs? Because this is about the reason why. (laughs) There's a lot of those uh, preseason conversations about the rooms that I'm kind of dwelling on now, like how low I was on the defense and how high I was on the wide receiver room. I I, I mean, I I was like, man, this team is stacked. And it got to the point like two weeks ago where I was like, man, this team needs a wide receiver. This team needs Andy Isabella. But we're closing in. (laughs) We're closing on on D-Hop. It's 11 days, the Thursday night football game, and two weeks football-wise away from now. Tyler, I kind of want to get a big-picture outlook to end this episode because a lot of times we get stuck in – the game recap we get stuck in what happened and that's great and all and it's worth talking about it and you can hear a lot about it obviously tomorrow on 98.7 fm all the shows are going to have for you and of course tyler is going to have all the writing that you could even dream of coming this week on this team as they now prepare for the seattle seahawks but big picture tyler if there's a couple things you can take away from the last five weeks of Cardinals football and something that you can maybe look forward to in a good or a bad way, can you give it to me? Is that too much to ask? Can we even tell with this team? Because week to week, it's just craziness. Uh, you know, I think for me, even though the offense didn't really show up again, they did do a little bit more than what I expected them to do right out of the gate against this Eagles defense. So, there's something there. I don't know how they bottle it up and use it for a full four quarters, but the second half that they played against that Eagles team is exactly what wins football games. They just have to be able to put it together. But I think the biggest thing for me moving forward is the defense. I think that was my weakest link entering the season and specifically like secondary. But we've seen Byron Murphy has taken huge steps, huge steps. Huge. I thought AJ, I thought AJ Brown was going to go off for like 200 yards today. And I know that Marco was on him for a lot of the game, but the fact that they were able to limit him a little, like at, to as much as Shut what he down. did, that's that's Shut a good win. Down. That's a good win for that secondary. Uh, Devontae Smith had a, a decent game, but still, you know, that's that's what you want out of that secondary. And I think that line 
if JJ can stay healthy, and and here's the other thing too that we have to consider. I mean, JJ is about to be a dad, so yeah. we also have that factor in there because who knows? He might have to miss the game. He might have to miss. I, I don't know if he would, but if for some reason a baby's coming on a football game, you better believe I would assume JJ is going to be there. Yeah, so, it's uh, it's 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 yeah. so tough because it's hard to imagine. I mean, just look at last week. It's hard to imagine JJ Watt missing a football game for better or for worse for anything. So it, yeah. it, it it'll be hard. And I, Tyler, you're you're dropping gems today. You're 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 dropping gems. I know Wolf Wolf calls me gem during the week, but this episode of Cardinals Corner, you're gem because I think the perfect way to sum up the last five weeks of Cardinals football is there's something there. Yeah, there's something. And now it's thing, not always it, good, but there's something yeah. there. And the thing is, is is we've talked left and right about this game. We, I mean, we could have very easily been talking about a week one type deal against the Chiefs again. Absolutely. I mean, that's really, that's the thing. And there's, obviously, there's no moral victories in football. You win games, you lose games, that's it. Or you can tie a game. But for the most part, you're winning and losing games. And this is one of those games where it's like, yeah, you lost. You probably had a really good chance at winning and turning the tide. They didn't get embarrassed. That's a big thing. And even though how they lost was pretty embarrassing, they didn't get absolutely embarrassed to the point where the fans were leaving at halftime or leaving before the fourth quarter. Like that, that's that's at least something to build on. That's the there's something there. And yeah, it's another loss at home, but at least it wasn't a forty-two to twelve kind of loss. Ah, baby steps. Love them. Baby steps. Don't you love them? Because you're right. You're 100% right. And I said this in my rapid reaction that you can find on ArizonaSports.com. I'd say I'm done plugging, but I'm not. Um, never. <laughs> never. Um, and I'll continue to say it. Continue to say it here. You have to hold this team to a high standard because they're, they were talking about Super Bowls, Okay. They, them, the Arizona Cardinals were talking about Super Bowls going into this season. You need to hold them to that standard overall. But on a week-to-week basis, you have to, you have to acknowledge the improvements. You have to acknowledge that they have fight. You have to acknowledge that, Tyler, there's something there. There is something there. But the problem is, you don't win Super Bowls when there's something there. You win Super Bowls when you figure out how to use it. And that's what they have to do. And that's what we're waiting to see. Will they meet their own criteria? Will they step up to their own challenge? Will they fix their own problems? These are questions we still ask going into week six. But guess what? When they play Seattle next week, Tyler, guess who's going to be there after the game? Who Guess who's going to be talking about them? Us. Us. Yep. Us. And we're going to be there the week after that. And we're going to be there the week after that. And we're going to be there the week after that. And for every single week during the week, you can find the best. And I mean the best Arizona Cardinals coverage from this man that I'm talking to right here. And I don't even have to say nice things about him because he's not in studio and he can't beat me up. But he's really good at his job. Follow him at T. 
Drake 4, the number 4, 4 Sports. T. Drake 4 Sports. Of course, you can go on ArizonaSports.com, the Arizona Sports app, for all the Cardinals coverage, Suns coverage, Coyotes coverage, D-backs coverage, everything. Suns, whatever you need, you can get it there. You can hear myself Monday through Friday, 1230 to 5.30, every 30 minutes on 98.7 FM. And of course... You listen. Yeah, you can. It's it's the most electrifying one minute and 30 seconds in sports entertainment until the next 30 minutes. Um, but it is. I promise you that. The latest from the Arizona Sports Desk. You can follow me on Twitter at EricRuby987. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. You know, give us a comment. I know you like hanging yeah, out. Give us a review. I know you like hanging out with the Cardinals Quarter Crew. If you made it to 48 <laughs> minutes into this episode, kudos to you. You're probably going deaf because I'm so loud, but we appreciate you. <laughs> give us five stars. Review us. Tweet us in. We're going to be there every step of the way, rain or shine. And you know what we do, Tyler? We enjoy football always